G'day, I'm Adam Spencer and this is City Talks, brought to you by the City of Sydney. City Talks is about starting a conversation, a healthy community discussion about important and innovative global, national and local city issues. In this podcast, we feature some curated highlights from the City Talks public speaker series, recorded live at Sydney Town Hall. If you haven't heard of the Australia Institute, it's one of the country's most influential think tanks, researching a broad range of economic, social and environmental issues to both inform public debate and bring accountability to democratic processes. In fact, Dr Richard Dennis, the Chief Economist of the Australia Institute, who we'll hear from in this episode of City Talks, has been described by journalist Mark Kenny as a constant thorn in the side of politicians on both sides due to his habit of skewering dodgy economic justifications for policy. Well, the City of Sydney's social sustainability policy, a city for all, actively charts a course that will deliver benefits across communities. It recognises that economic development is a way to support social well-being, not an end in itself. According to Dr Dennis, the evidence is now in that the trickle-down effect on which so many government policies have been based does not work. The most effective strategies are those that target narrowing the gap between rich and poor. It's a similar theme to that which was touched on by Nobel Prize-winning economist Joseph Stiglitz in another edition of City Talks. Name drop! But you can listen to that in your own time. Until then, take it away, Richard Dennis. Thank you, Adam and Lord Mayor and everyone for coming out. I ask you, are we Australians still the land of the fair go? Is equality part of who we are? Is standing by our mates? Uh, is giving other people a hand up the way we see ourselves or, or have we moved on from that? So let me put a question to you. Do we as Australians want to see the gap between rich and poor grow or decline? That's a question for us. We, we have agency in this question. We do live in a democracy. So do we want to see the gap between rich and poor grow as it has over the last 75 years? It's grown in Australia. Prosperity hasn't solved the inequality problem. Indeed, it seems to have exacerbated it. Now, we're often told that this question isn't up to us, it's, it's up to the markets. The markets have told us that we can't tackle inequality. Perhaps it's up to globalisation, perhaps it's the, 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 the multinational corporations. Well, the thing is, in a democracy, the markets don't get a vote. Neither do the global corporations or anyone else. We do. So we have to ask ourselves, do we want to make Australia a fairer place, or don't we? It's easy to blame the, the, it's easy to blame the other. It's easy to blame the markets or globalisation, but no one's stopping us from providing more public housing. No one's stopping us from increasing uh, a meagre unemployment benefit that's so low that even the Business Council of Australia say that it needs to rise. It's not controversial to suggest that the poor in Australia are slipping behind, but it is controversial to suggest that we might do something about it. And again, we can blame whoever we want for that, but we have to ask ourselves, 
regularly and certainly at the ballot box why it is we choose not to do it. Since the Sydney Olympics, Sydney's population has grown by nearly one million people. Where will the next million Sydney-siders live? Will they live near parks with great services? Or will we build their houses on existing parks? These are questions that are up to us and we get to decide how we're going to answer them. We get to decide how people will move around cities or how they don't. We get to decide whether the wealthy live in one part of town and the poor live in the other. We get to decide whether those parts of the city are connected by great transport or actually kept apart by congested roads. Us, all of us, not the markets, not the corporations. So the way our cities are designed is central to tackling or causing inequality. How we provide services, be they transport or schools or parks, childcare centres, aged care homes, where they are, how many of them there are, how easy they are to get to, are questions that we ask and we, again, are responsible for their answer. Now, in Australia, we live in the richest or one of the richest countries in the world at the richest point in world history. It really doesn't get, from a material point of view, much better than living in Australia. Australia is rich. That doesn't mean everyone in Australia is rich. And indeed, I've just said, the gap between rich and poor is rising. So we have to understand some simple truths. While average income in Australia has been rising, the average has been rising, the gap between those with the most and those with the least has also been rising. This is what we like to call a fact. Okay. <laughs> Now, it is true that facts are often accused of having a left-wing bias. <laughs> but the data, if we are to care about it, is crystal clear. Now, the problem with averages is they conceal as much as they reveal. So it's true the average income in Australia has been growing. That's, that's good. That's a good problem to have. But most people don't understand what average means. The average Australian, for example, has less than two legs. This is true. The number of three and four-legged people is far lower than the number of one and no-legged people. So the average Australian has less than two legs. But we don't design pants for the average Australian, nor staircases. We accept that while most of us have two legs, Many don't, so we figure out other solutions for them. We can make our cities, we can make our houses literally accessible to them, even though on average, perhaps we shouldn't worry about it. How we treat those that have less, whether it's income, legs or opportunities, is up to us. Again, it's not up to the market, it's not up to corporations, it's up to us. Are our cities accessible? Do our cities bring us together? Or do our cities keep us apart? So in planning for where the next million people who move to Sydney will live, and indeed how they live, we, we get to make important decisions, not just about where buildings are built, but how people 
live together, work together, move between each other or stay apart from each other. Now, according to the pinko lefties at the IMF, have you heard of them? It's some form of cult, I think, uh, the International Monetary Fund. A 1% improve or a 1% reduction in inequality. If we become 1% more equal as a society, a 1% improvement in equity leads to a 0.38% increase in economic growth. Forget the stats. What the IMF says is that communities that are more cohesive, communities that have a smaller gap between the rich and poor, grow faster. We don't have to choose between bleeding hearts who want to build a community and hard heads that want to grow an economy. The IMF, the International Monetary Fund, says that communities that are more cohesive, communities that are more equal, grow faster than those that aren't. It doesn't seem like a hard choice to pursue not just uh, an inclusive uh, inclusive and equitable society when, when choosing that actually helps us to increase our average incomes. So reducing the gap between rich and poor doesn't just help the poor, it actually helps all of us. Now, if we want to talk about equality, if we want to talk about equality of opportunity, well, nothing will shape the opportunities uh, that people around the world will face in the coming decades and centuries than climate change. If we not only want to build cities that are cohesive, but have cities that fit in a cohesive global community, then tackling climate change is not just good for us, it's good for the globe of which we are but such a small part. Inequality and contempt for difference Communities that don't care about their own citizens in their own city are far less likely to share concern for their fellow man and woman in other countries. So not only uh, do we need to protect ourselves in a rich city like Sydney from climate change, but we have an important role to play in the international fight to do just that. But I fear cities in which uh, people, residents of a city, care little uh, about residents of their own city, unfortunately, I think that creates a culture where caring about those in other countries is even less likely. So let me wrap up by, uh, by stressing that if we, we, citizens of Sydney, I'm actually from Canberra, uh, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I'm an economist and I'm from Canberra. <laughs> we, citizens of Sydney, of which I was born in, uh, citizens of Australia, citizens of the world, we have agency in these questions. We have the ability to shape the decisions that we make. And democracy is hard. We're not all going to agree. But if we all would like to see the gap between those with the most and those with the least clothes, if we would all like to see our country play a bigger role in tackling climate change, our country play a bigger role in helping the island states of the Pacific that are already being devastated by climate change, then who exactly is it 
that's stopping us. It's not the market. It's not the corporations. Of course there are people that are happy with the status quo, but again, they don't have a vote. So let me congratulate Lord Mayor Clover Moore for her plan, or more importantly, her planning process to bring so many people into the conversation about where Sydney wants to be and how Sydney sees itself uh, in the future. Because if, and it's a big if, but if you want to make Sydney a more inclusive, more sustainable, more caring community, then I guarantee you no one is going to stop you. Thank you very much. From the Australia Institute, that was Dr Richard Dennis. I hope you've enjoyed this City Talk brought to you by the City of Sydney. If you want to hear more from other experts passionately committed to enhancing life in our cities, download City Talks from wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're listening to us in Sydney, keep your eye out for more live City Talk events on the City of Sydney website. I'm Adam Spencer. Bye-bye.